are gathered here today to celebrate the life of Sam Legault. How did he pass, you might wonder. Should I check the news, you might ask? It was nothing so dramatic. He simply decided to join St. Patrick in heaven. It might have been our first shot, or the second, or whatever number it was when my brain made that popping sound. But while we both drank like warriors, Sam had the courage to die like one. To some of you, St. Patrick's Day is just SantaCon in spring. But for us, it was Christmas in spring. And we gave each other the truest expression of friendship. Cirrhosis. Naturally, I'll go over his will. It reads as follows. If you're reading this, the company finally got me. I don't know which of you narked to the feds. Just know that I don't forgive you, and I'm waiting for you in hell. To my partner Morgan, I'll leave all the property that survived the raid. Given civil asset forfeiture, it might not be much. To my brother, Christopher, I'll leave all the money in his bank account. Use it well. As for Denard, don't believe anything he says. He let me die, and is spending my money as I grow cold. By now, he's probably replaced me on the show with a redhead that laughs at stolen Chris Rock jokes. Alright, dropping the bit. Just to be clear, because people are gullible enough to elect a toaster, Sam is not literally dead. He's just a self-made victim of St. Patrick's Day. What's left of him will be back next week. His current suffering will then be reflected tenfold on your favorite isekai. For now, I have three short reviews for you. My theme this week is Grindhouse. Work that, for better or worse, embraces being lowbrow. Material that is unabashedly trashy, dumb, or both. It doesn't always work, as you'll see, but I always hope it will. Review 1. High Rise Invasion. Remember all those middle school rumors about pop rocks and soda? The idea that mixing them would make your head explode like a CIA gift basket. High Rise Invasion feels a lot like that. I've never been so happy that an objectively bad show exists. This is a Netflix original, or at least marketed as such. If this were a 6 out of 10 or more, or I were getting paid, I'd dig up its origins. I'd learn a little more about whose vision this was and how art school ended up failing them so totally. As things stand, I'm left to assume that a tech executive sent an email reading, I hear kids like this high school of the dead. Can we get that? And they do, in a sense. The show is essentially High School of the Dead's action sensibility and leaky brain with a tenth of the budget. Conceptually, it's an entry in the death game subgenre that Mirai Nikki launched into the stratosphere. But the soul is so close to High School of the Dead's jiggle physics that it could be a sequel. The concept. Our protagonist, a pinup girl of the IQ of grass, is transported into a death game contained to rooftops and rickety bridges. The goal of the slaughter? To create God. Something about seeing a Mirai Nikki ripoff today makes me feel young again, vital. Call me sentimental. Now here's the elevator pitch. This particular death game has people in masks. Their goal isn't to kill you. It's to make you kill yourself by jumping off of a fucking building. It is as transcendently hilarious as it sounds. Unfortunately, that is equally unintentional. 
And that's the extra dash of unleaded stupidity that upgrades the show from Fortnite Isekai to a recommended clown show. If you took my word on X-Arm, take my word on the first few episodes of High Rise Invasion. You'll smile. On another note, this show has the horniest gaze I have seen in months. You might think of a certain redo, but that's less of a show and more of a crime. High Rise Invasion is more interested in schoolgirls than the writer of Act Age, and that takes work. It's more than a little distracting. I still recommend watching two episodes for a laugh. It's a bit like the fake trailers before Grindhouse. If you laughed at those and have watched a magical girl show without irony, High Rise Invasion is the closest you're going to get to a comedy club this spring. For me, there's a sort of innate charm to failed social commentary. I think it's a side effect of how well Battle Royale did across multiple mediums and markets. Now everyone wants to make Gantz, but no one really wants to write any character arcs. Instead, they have a soldier beat an eagle to death with a flag, look directly into the camera, and say, Do you understand what this means? And I'm glad they think that. I get to laugh more and live longer. In short, it's bad, but the kind of bad that makes for a warm group laugh. High Rise Invasion can walk with X-Arm into the Valley of Misfit Anime. Review 2, Boy's Abyss. This one's a manga, but knowing trends, the anime will be licensed, produced, and converted into a lifetime of memes before I finish the sentence. Boy's Abyss is domestic girlfriend in hell. It's still a soap opera, but every character is the secret serial killer. There's a consistent and admirable dedication to finding a new way for every character's life to get a little bit worse every chapter. Unfortunately, I'm not into it. Before I peck at its faults, I have to give it credit for the core concept. It takes the root of the overblown harem concept, e.g. automatically drawing the love of everyone around you, but it thinks, this would ruin your life really quickly. Imagine the six worst relationships of your life at the same time. I'm going to describe the concept, so here's where the spoiler train takes off. The lead, Reiji, is a teenager in poisonous relationships with an idol, his best friend, and his teacher. They are respectively suicidal, codependent, and a laden serial killer. Pour a mom and childhood friend with sexual fixations on him, and you have Dracula played backwards. If Natsuo was a wandering social worker, Reiji is a wandering punching bag. Now, I'm down for a series to be a parade of suffering. It's a genre. But the interest curve is... tricky. When it feels like the universe is contorting itself to make a specific person even more miserable, I start to tune out a bit. I find it easier to grok when it's all grounded in one central incident or circumstance. Since this is an anime podcast, I'll compare doing this to a cheap power-up coming out of nowhere in Shonen. I leave feeling there are better ways to move the story along. I'm also less interested in idols than everyone else alive, but at this point, I consider that a personal problem. And you could get me to review some Idol Master knockoff before Sword On Online. I think the approach in Boy's Abyss is in an awkward middle ground. Imagine a scale. On one side, there's the Outer Limits zany soap opera quality of Domestic Girlfriend. 
On the other, the slow burn psychological hellscape of Blood on the Tracks. In its aspirational heart of hearts, Boy's Abyss would like to unite both worlds. For me, it's not there. Example. Suicide is a central, text-level theme across multiple characters, but it's also tied to that melodrama affectation where something utterly insane has to happen in every chapter or the bus explodes. I'd be more willing to take it seriously if I couldn't also imagine the situation happening to Natsuo. Review 3. Virgin Extinction Island. You know what I like about Virgin Extinction Island? The creator is having fun. He kicked open his editor's door holding the most mescaline-inspired core concept in recent memory. And they printed it, so I'm guessing that he had photos. The end result? Not stellar. But I like that anything still feels possible in manga. It tells me that I don't have to start a podcast about breakdancing. Virgin Extinction Island is about a virgin extinction island. Japan rounds up all of its virgins and ships them to an island to die. We follow a young man trying not to become extinct. I could tell you about the events leading up to this, but I'm going to skip it. Everyone that hears Virgin Extinction Island swears to immediately or never read it. I'll just focus on the execution. There's an obvious element of satire here. But for such a wonderfully insane core, Virgin Extinction Island is trapped in a lot of the usual. The same bland high schooler, the same girl down the street, the same Iron Lady villain. I just wish that something that begged to be completely demented was crazier. Let me be clear. Right now, Virgin Extinction Island is edgy. I want it to be unprintable. I want it to cause riots. It's ongoing, so maybe it'll get there. But the creator would have to go beyond the impossible to hook me in again. And improve his line work. Talking about art intelligently is more Sam's thing, so touch base with him next week. Suffice to say, it's not the prettiest comic out there. I'll give it this. Virgin Extinction Island avoids feeling scattershot with its social eye. The chaos all points to consistent ideas about sex, how we treat the people not having it, and how they treat others in turn. I just find myself forgetting that when I should be celebrating or finding a pitchfork. Anyway, I'm Denard Dale, and this has been Weeaboo Hell. It's Weeaboo Hell. Q Industrial!